Okay, well, in the end of season one, Mako and Korra get together, and I hate it, and it makes me want to die. It does. It makes you want to die. Isn't that a little bit excessive? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, she's getting together with what's-his-name. Which what's-his-name? The other one that's not Mako. But Bolin would be better. Yeah, the lame one. How dare you? Bolin's lame. How dare you? I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> I did it. I star scream. <laughs> My all according to Kekaku. Hello, and welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing great. You're doing blasphemous tonight is what you are. I'm doing awesome. My cat is here. I'm making you mad. Everything is great. Today, we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena, episode 37, the one to revolutionize the world. How do you feel thought- about this episode, Alice? Oh my god. Uh well, I don't know how to say it in words. It's just sort of a a groan of agonized dismay mostly. I don't know. I like a I like select aspects of this episode. I mean, even oh, if I, I love the, I I love the episode, but you know, like I love it in the same way that I also hate it. Yeah, there are definitely parts of it that uh make me mad. We are hurtling towards a terrible end. Yeah. It's literally the apocalypse arc. Like that's it, it, it's it's coming. It's it's here. That is what it's called, quite literally. And, and it feels like it. It feels like it really hard. And and and, God, okay. Yeah, this is the last episode before our two part finale. <sighs> Isn't that wild? It is actually pretty wild. It, it is really weird to think that we're almost there at the end. And yet, like every like this whole arc, every episode screams that you're close to the end. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's almost as if, it's it's kind of like it, it's really in a way sort of like that thing towards the end of Evangelion, where it's just this bleak emptiness of there's nothing left, and now it's the end. A little bit. Where all all of the all of the options are have run out. Kinda, yeah. That's where we're kind of going to. That's like as there's less and less room to maneuver. This is where kind of where we're at the i don't know it's not it's not the absolute end but it's not the absolute destiny apocalypse but i don't know the almost destiny apocalypse yeah there you go that thing before we get started on the episode i have some interesting utina related information that i would like to share with you share with me there is an utina tabletop role-playing game what you heard me Tell me now. I found it while perusing the pages of otori.new, which is an Utena fan site called Empty Movement. And they had a link to a couple of different books that were put out as guides for an Utena role-playing game. There's one for the rose saga and there's one for the black rose saga so like the first arc and the second arc Uh, okay you've got to leak me this like what is it like 
I am not sure they have where you can download the PDF of it or oh something. Oh, my God. I'm going to copy the link and I will send that, it to you. I need this. And if you give us $5 of Patreon, I'll run a game for you. Oh, God. I bet this game system is terrible. I hope it is. I've never actually played a role-playing game, so I guess this would be a good place to start. God, I hope it's the most convoluted shit ever. Uh, Alan Sells, if you're out there, you need to suggest this for the cool kids table. (laughs) Because, you know, their Sailor Moon campaign is just going swimmingly. Actually, the the campaign is really good, but uh, apparently the Sailor Moon system really sucks. I am delighted in the fact that this thing exists. Yeah, I found this out literally, like, right when I sent you the message earlier to tell me to, or telling you to remind me that I had some news. I found this while looking at other things on their website, and I just, I needed you to know that this exists. Okay, I'm making a promise to our readers. Listeners. I'm sorry, not our readers, our listeners. I'm used to, to text. I will, I promise you, I swear on the face of my father and the life of my cat, I will go over every inch of these two source books and I will deliver a detailed report. Oh, speaking of donors, we had a new Patreon donor. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah we totally did. That's the thing we did. Let me log in so that I can credit them with their name. Wait, really? Yeah, really. <sighs> Tell me their names that I that I might say thank you. It, it's loading. Okay, we got a five dollar pledge from Katie. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this last name. I'm so sorry. Uh, by Katie Villarreal. Villarreal. Katie, you can write in and let me know how badly I butchered your name. I'm so sorry. You gave us your five dollars and I ruined it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. If you want to be like Katie and donate $5 to our podcast, after two months of pledging, you will get a Revolutionary Girl Utena Crackfic written for you by Alice, because that is that reward tier. As further incentive, I have over a million words of fanfiction experience. I could write some really fucking great crackfic. I believe in you. You also, if you pledge to donate $5 a month, get access to our undying love and gratitude, episode outtakes and cold opens, and a shout out on the show, which Katie just got, even though I ruined it. Yeah, you kind of ruined it. You didn't have to agree with me. I mean, you you, kind of did the opposite of killing it. So I brought it back to life? See, but then it sounds positive. Fuck, I don't know. Okay, anyway... Let's watch an Utena, uh, even though we still don't know what the fuck an Utena is. I, I'm pretty sure that we learned that an Utena is several things. We learned that an Utena is part of a flower, and we learned that an Utena is a tower. Oh, yeah, we did that. Okay, I can't say that anymore. Shit. You're gonna have to find a new joke, Alice. It took me years to think of that joke. I like the idea that you were thinking about that joke for years, despite the fact that you only, within the past year, started watching Revolutionary Girl Utena. I just, look, it was always there, okay? All right, you ready to start? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to, to watch some fucking Utada. I'm ready to revolutionize the world. Let's, 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 let's do the thing. We open on a ring. 
A rose ring. Ooh. Gee, I wonder whose that is. To be fair, like a bunch of people have those. Utana is having a flashback kind of to her original meeting with Anthe and kind of thinking about it while she looks at her ring while staring out the window. Anthe is asleep on the bed near her. She's thinking about what Dio said about not losing her nobility even when she grows up and the ring bringing her back is to she that place. Taking it off? She is. Has she done that before? I think she's taken it off to like kind of play with it maybe, but not like taken it off and dropped it <gasps> like she just did. Oh my god. We're in new territory, folks. Utana's not wearing her ring this whole damn episode. God. I, I, I didn't really realize that, but is she not? No, she's not. It's brought up I later. For, I totally forgot about that because I watched it a couple days ago. They, She's at breakfast, I guess, with Anthe and Akio, and they ask her about her ring, and she says that it's a secret, and sometimes people have things that they have to keep to themselves. They notice that she's not wearing it, and... She asks Akio out on a date, which I hate and I want to die. And then Anthe butts in to loudly offer her toast to to uh, Choo Choo. Well, to be fair, she did take his toast on accident. It's probably calculated. Everything Anthe does is calculated, probably. Why don't they have chairs? Because their legs are too long. You know what? That's fair, actually. We're treated to everybody's favorite duo, Toga and Seonji, riding on a bike together, talking about how they got letters from Into the World. Is it bad that I shipped them? Oh, I definitely shipped them. I've made no secret of the fact that I shipped Toga and Seonji. They say that Utena got a letter that was different from theirs. But the revolution doesn't interest her. I love this scene in particular because usually it's like Seonji doing the hard work and Toga lounging, but this time it's the opposite. They're talking about what end of the world's ultimate goal is. Toga doesn't know. Seonji asks if Toga thinks that Utena knows who end of the world really is. And then Toga says, it's been a long time since I've ridden a bike with you. Seonji says, yeah. How long has it been? And then scene ends. Of course it does. They're Utena in the car. and Akio are riding in Akio's terrible, terrible car. And Anthe is in the Rose Garden. Well, the car isn't bad. Its owner is bad. Well, the car is being used to do awful things. That's fair. It appears to be several hours later. And Akio and Utena have returned to the school. Utena says, that was fun. Thanks for today. Akio mentions again that she's not wearing her ring. She's silent. If you'll notice, she's wearing a sweater. I think it was the sweater that Anthe knit her back in the cow episode. You know, I think it is actually. Uh, and I'm talking the about that to distract myself from the fact that Uta and Akio are doing stuff in the car that I hate. Oh my god. Are, uh. I don't think that they entirely do anything at least that's not necessarily what is hinted at but i hate it akio says that tonight she seems very girlish and utana says well i am a girl she says something about the big dipper because she sees it in the sky and she says that reminds me you haven't mentioned the stars tonight Ooh, we got some good dialogue in this episode Mm mm-hmm 
Akio says the stars actually don't interest him at all, which is a weird thing to say, considering you've been obsessed with the stars for the past, like, two arcs. Liar. Lying about what? Not sure. Utena gets back, and she thought Anthe would be asleep, but Anthe is not. Utena asks Anthe if she's mad, and Anthe says, mad about what? Utena says, I thought you'd say that. Oh, does that make you hurt a little bit? It does. It hurts me very deeply. Utena says the thing about Akio saying she looked girlish tonight. And uh, do you remember when on the first episode she says, well, I am a girl, you know, uh, don't break my heart. All girls are, says that in the end, all girls are rose brides in a way. And she grabs Utena's hand. Fuck, that's that's gonna bleak. She asks Utena if she got a letter from End of the World. She says, if you go to that castle, you'll meet your prince. Utena looks down and says, so much has happened since we first met. So much has happened. She grabs Anthe's hand tighter. But is this really goodbye? And we're back at... The douchebag car photography session. <laughs> I love this scene a lot because this is more Toga and Seonji being ridiculous. They're talking about Utena, and Toga says he doesn't think that Utena is going to go through the Rose Gate. Seonji says she has no reason to. They say she never wanted to be the one who brings revolution. <laughs> But now Akio's worked his way into her heart. She's chosen Akio, a real man, over her fantasy prince. And Akio is suddenly in his fucking extra Jojo posing. fucking Jojo pose clothes. Ooh, that right, that was good. Oh my god, it's back to the first episode where Uta's playing um, basketball. Yeah, but look at her face. The shots in this are just weird. Have you noticed that? It's very disjointed. Yeah, it, it, like I said, Eva before, and this is part of why. Like, it just feels very, like, almost claustrophobic, even in these wide shots. Anthe said she wishes that she and Utena could do this forever, and Utena takes the letter from End of the World and rips it up. And also does a sick dunk. Well, yeah. And Mickey and Jury. Has, has, has she talked to Mickey since the last duel? I don't think I she has. I don't think so. I, I kind of got the feeling that their friendship died there. Well, I mean, they're kind of talking in this episode. Well, yeah, I mean, b between now and then, they just, like, do not interact. Like, she was really genuinely betrayed at that point. Well, also, Utena's been a little preoccupied. Utena says it's rare having both of them come talk to her like this. Are they going to challenge her to another duel? Mickey says they've received letters from End of the World, and Jury says the letters say that you have been chosen as the one who will revolutionize the world. They're playing badminton, kind of. <laughs> Mickey says they were wondering what she was planning on doing. Usna says the power to revolutionize the world, huh? Sort of amazing, isn't it? But in the end, all I've been doing is playing Prince. Jury says in the end, none of us were able to beat you. They're so, everything is so bleak feeling. When you think about it, even though I'm a member of the student council, all I ever did was think about myself, Jerry says. And maybe this is a little pathetic, but even now, all I can do is think of myself. And then Utena asks if she's talking about Chiori. Oh, look at her, like, her, whims her wistful smile, though. 
Juri wonders why she can't set her feelings free and asks what Utena is going to do with Anthe. She says, you love her, don't you? And Utena insists that this is different from the love Juri feels for Shiori. This is not true. But now I'm in the Badman Falls. Is Mickey like playing Badman with himself? Maybe. I thought they were all kind of like hitting it back and forth, but now it seems that he's the only one doing it. And Naname has caught it because we didn't get a series wrap on Naname yet. And Naname just is like, she, she's not in her uniform or her, her council uniform. She's just like, she is done with this shit. She's like, Utana, you fuck. Can't you see? You're being tricked. They ask her if she's resigned from the student council and she's like, you couldn't pay me to do that anymore. You need to stay away from the, from the president and Anthony Hamemia for good. And Utena's like, yeah, okay, Naname. Naname's like, I'm serious. You're so dense. Which, admittedly, she kind of is. Yeah. Utena says, aren't you being meddlesome by giving me advice? And Naname says, talking to you makes me crazy. Oh my god, she mentioned the blood type. Utena mentions her blood type is B, and that makes her stubborn. Naname says she's type B, too. It's, it, oh my god, the look on her face, though. Yeah. Also, her face is slightly derpy in that shot, but still. A little bit. Not quite like Studio D levels, but like a little bit. Tenjo Senpai. Miki says, listen, Miss Tenjo. I've been oh my thinking God. about is you a lot to, lately, like, Miss Tenjo. Is he trying to like confess his feelings to save her from Akio or some shit? I don't know. I think he might be fucking with Kozue. It kind of seems like that. I'm not sure. I don't know, because did you see the look on her face? Kinda. Because she's like, she was like grinning, like in a predatory way. I don't know. Oh my god, why is everyone suddenly in fucking love with Utena? Jury said, asks Utena if she'll give her a small picture of her to put in her locket. And then somebody says, uh oh, a dangerous rival has appeared. Was that Naname saying you people are idiots? Yeah, probably. That does sound like a thing she would say, in general. And then Utena's there alone. And our Aiko and Biko. Alien Co. and also Alien Biko. Aiko and Biko are breaking up. It's tragic. Yep. Do you know? Do you know? Have you heard the news? It's time that we broke up. I've made up my mind. There's only one future for me. I will become an actress! And three, two, one. And just like that, you land a role in a movie, get thrust into the limelight, get caught in a flashy scandal, and end up with all the magazines talking about you. That's what you'll do, right? No, I won't do that. Well, maybe just a little. A little? In other words, you just want a taste of what that life is like. Exactly. I saw the application on your desk. Are you going to go for that audition? But a girl from a high school drama club trying out for a movie? They'll just laugh at me. I won't laugh at you. Promise. Really? So we really are? True friends. Extra, extra, extra. Hi, kid. Well, it's time to go. Yes, sir, Mr. Judge. 
Mr. Judge? He's judging the audition tomorrow. Okay, Mr. Judge, let's go out to eat. Sure, sure, anything you want, Daddy will get it for you. Daddy? By the way, did you know only one girl can be chosen at the audition? Did, did you know? Did you know? Did you know, did you know about that? that? Scenes like this kind of make me wish that I could understand Japanese so I could catch the subtleties. Because you know that there's all there's probably all kinds of wordplay in this series. I can only imagine. And we're back at Akio's car, speeding down the highway, and Anthe is in the front seat. And she does this weird gasp thing. She kind of like moans a little bit. Yeah, it's making me kind of mildly uncomfortable. It's really mildly weird because it feels really weird. uncomfortable. Until we get to where we see the, like, swords kind of going into Anthe from all angles. That doesn't make it less comfortable. That doesn't make it more comfortable. It makes it a little less sexual. A little less... I don't... Okay. No, it actually makes it just as much. I feel like the intention was to pretend like it was sexual, but really it's because she's in pain. Anyway, that scene is over. Everything in Utena is, is a sexual metaphor. Just admit it. Every single thing. I'm pretty sure we have never denied that in the entirety of this show. But Utena and Anthe are drinking tea and eating cookies. And Anthe asks Utena if she's familiar with Cantarella. And Utena says, what's that? Anthe says it's something that was used by the Borgia family in Italy a long time ago. It's a poison. Then she says, so, do you like these cookies? I made them myself. Utena says, what a coincidence. I put poison in your tea. And there's just dead silence. You don't say. The red rose above them. This tea is delicious. So is this cookie. Although she's just like, you don't say. Let's pause this for a sec. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this scene and I asked friend of the show, Abby, if she had any thoughts about this scene, because I find it really interesting, this little banter that Utena and Anthe have with each other about the poison. Yeah, that is interesting. And she linked me to a page from utena-explained.tumblr.com, and it is about this very scene. So I'm going to read a little bit from this. Yeah, tell me about it. Okay, this is what the post says. Damn, this is a very emotive episode on so many levels. The calm before the storm. Uh, I'm going to skip a sentence because it has a, a spoiler a little bit for the ending. Earlier in the episode, she said goodbye to Mickey, Jury, and Naname in a beautiful scene where we can see how much all of them have grown up and changed. But there's someone else that Utena needs to make peace with, and that someone is Anthe. You see, Anthe and Utena are not perfect. They know they share something unique, but they've never given that something a name. And they have hurt each other a lot lately. In short, although they feel something strong for each other, their relationship is badly tangled at this point. While they are alone, having tea and cookies, Utena asks Anthe what she is planning on doing in the future. Unable to answer, Anthe gives her a vague line about being happy as long as she can tend to her roses. Anthe knows she is keeping secrets from Utena that will most likely result in her demise, so she slips into one of her usual wicked witch moments and says this while Utena is eating the cookies. Tell me, Miss Utena, are you familiar with Cantarella? 
And, you know, we, we just went over that yeah. dialogue. But what happened here? Anthe teased Utena. The joke was a little cruel, considering their relationship has deteriorated a lot lately. But as we all know by now, Anthe can be a little cruel when she wants to be. And yes, she has poisoned Utena. Maybe not her cookies, but she's certainly poisoned her life and their friendship. Oh, but, damn. But Utena is more than up to the challenge. She shows Anthe she is not afraid of her and her metaphoric poison by eating the rest of the cookie, then meets Anthe's teasing with her own. Utena has also poisoned their friendship by letting Akio come in between them. Anthe returns Utena's gesture and trust by drinking the poisoned tea, but not before we're given a full view of both girls with the red rose of passion and love spinning over them. Anthe says the poisoned tea is delicious, and Utena returns the compliment about the poisoned cookies. This is an incredible, beautiful scene and is executed to the point of perfection. Utena and Anthe are forgiving each other and realizing they share a deeper connection than they thought, hence the sudden apparition of the Red Rose. Yes, they have poisoned each other, but it has been delicious, and if it is for each other, they are willing to take another bite. Mm. I like that, actually. I do, too. For one thing, I, I actually adore the way that was expressed, because half of the, the goodness of a review or an analysis is in the, the art of the expression of it. But also in, God, that's, I mean, it's basically a sort of um, a hedgehog's dilemma. Ah, the hedgehog's dilemma. The dilemma of many hedgehogs. Have we talked about the hedgehog's dilemma on here before? Um, I don't remember. Because, well, okay, if you'll allow me. No. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay, listeners. The hedgehog dilemma is old. I, the oldest I know about it is the 18th century. And the idea oh, is Oh, I thought this. it came from Evangelion. No, Evan Gilly got it from a lot of people. No, I, I know. I was I was being dumb. <laughs> anyway. Two hedgehogs in a burrow in the middle of winter. They have two choices. They can huddle together for warmth, or they could stay apart and die of the cold, probably. But there's a problem. If they get too the closer they get, the warmer they get, the better the chance of survival. But the more because they're hedgehogs, they're kind of pointy. So the more the closer they get and the warmer they get, the more they hurt each other. Not because they want to hurt each other. Not because they have any desire to inflict harm or are malicious, but just by nature of existing as hedgehogs. And the idea behind it is that this is a sort of reflection of how we work, how humans work. And it's it's a common sort of theme in that you see in a lot of romantic work that to a great extent, um, to put it as C.S. Lewis puts it, to love at all is to be vulnerable. Um, that their re their relationship is inherently vulnerable, and not without meaning to, they have injured each other in ways that they cannot deny merely by existing in proximity. And yet, would they really have chosen not to come into proximity? No, of course not. I mean, would they have not chosen to? Of course they would have. They would always have come together because it was worth it. Yeah, this gives me a lot of feelings. I didn't really get this scene the first time that I watched it, like back when I watched Utena for the first time, but it's one that's always stuck with me, and it's one that I've always found fascinating because it's just a really interesting bit of conversation, and it says, it says so much in such a brief moment. Like, this is kind of the most that they've communicated with each other really and truly in these most recent episodes yeah god them not them not being 
themselves with each other just hurts. It really does. And now they're themselves with each other and it hurts even more. Yeah. Everything hurts. Everything is so sad. But we have an episode to finish if we're done yeah, we talking do. about hedgehogs. Let's 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 put play and, and be sad about it, please. Utena asks Anthe where she'll be in ten years. And Anthe asks Utena where she'll be in ten years. And Utena says, I don't know, but I hope we can be here together, drinking tea together. And Anthe says, yeah, that would be nice. Sad noises. In ten years, we'll be together, laughing and sipping tea. I promise. And they hold hands. The interlock fingers. Yeah. And now... And now... Anthe stands on the edge of the window. Literally. Of the, is this like the Dooley Arena? I'm not really sure where they are. Oh, I guess this is a ledge on Akio's tower. And Anthe jumps off and says she's sorry, Miss Utena. But Utena catches her. Anthe says, just let me go. Utena says, you're just going to run? Don't we have a date to have tea and laugh together in 10 years? Anthe says, forgive me, Miss Utena forgive me it's a really sudden cut too like we're starting to lose a bit of our like linear coherency here and just like that we're outside the dueling arena kind of outside the dueling forest toga and seonji and utana are here they ask why she's doing this for hememia whoever believes in true friendship is a fool and utana says didn't you know i am a fool and she walks off towards the dueling forest. The time has come when you pass through the rose gate. The path to the castle will open. There you will gain the power to bring world revolution. And there we will meet once more. Signed, your prince. Anthe is here and she says, Miss Utena, there's still time. You can still turn back. She's taped up Utena's letter from End of the World. Utena shows her a ring. She's wearing it again. And she says, let's go. The wind blows through their hair and blows away the letter into the forest. <coughs> to be continued. <coughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, that scene where Anthe tries to kill herself is really... It's God, really I, sudden. Yeah, there's... There, it's like we, we start losing our, like, our... our like linear time kind of coherency here like this whole parts of this episode feel like a fever dream and that feels like a nightmare and it's just sudden nowhere yeah man the fucking utana when she says don't we have a date to drink tea to get and laugh together in 10 years fucking cuts me to the bone it hurts and i'm so sad alice this show is so sad it is why did we decide to do this podcast why did we do this? Why have we done this to ourselves? Why? God, this was a mistake. I only have myself to blame. This was my idea. You're right. You brought me into this. You made this happen. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Did. Hey, but at least we made some friends. Was Wait, or are you saying that... Okay, just hold on. Was Utna the friends we made along the way i was more referring to people that we've had on the show and people that we've become friends with on twitter but i guess utana was really the friends we made along the way 
Oh my god! It all comes full circle. It all comes full Utsuna. Well, I mean, god, I just, I don't know, like, I feel like all of those stupid Akio shit is worth that last three minutes. Honestly, yeah, like, by the end of this episode, I totally forgot all the stupid Akio bullshit that had happened previously. Like, previously in the episode. Yeah, it does kind of just wipe it away. Like, I was actually having that thought at the very end of this episode. It's like, it's almost as if Akio has just, it's 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 as if it's just washed away in the last three or four minutes. Like, something has fundamentally changed from the beginning of this episode and last episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like, something in Utsuno. I like that we get to see Jury and Mickey and Naname again because I forgot that this that that scene happened so I thought that the last times that we saw them were the last times we were going to see them and I thought the last time we saw Naname was gonna be when she had her duel and I was a little sad about that but I feel a little better knowing that she's kind of okay now I mean you know will Naname ever be okay I don't know but like she's back to the way she was if a little different there are a lot of callbacks in this episode to the beginning of the show yeah definitely we have the the whole like Utena saying you know I'm a girl right the basketball scene god it's Anthe waiting for Utena on her way somewhere else on her way home if you will my heart it's we're coming full circle this is what i was talking about the whole like that apocalyptic desolate there is only one road ahead of us here kind of thing yeah definitely yeah this really like this really feels like a penultimate episode because i consider the next two kind of a singular entity it really like it really is that calm before the storm moment like shit's happening but like oh man we're about to like really make the plunge God, I'm not looking forward to it. I am because it's good, but oh man, like a lot of stuff happens in just two episodes. And then we'll watch the movie. Oh my God, the movie. I feel like the movie is going to be like all of the last arc over and over and over and over again for an hour and a half. That Only level, a little of, bit. That level of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Well, as Jenner said last week, it is a work of art and beyond reproach. I really, I, I really am looking forward to it. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm pretty excited about it too. And we'll get to talk to Abby. Yeah, hi Abby. <laughs> Hello, Abby. In the future, when you're listening to this, future Abby. But yes, Man, that will happen. This It'll episode. Be very exciting. Uh, like, I don't know if I'm looking forward to or dreading the two part end. It's a little bit of both. A it's like bit of 50, both. Is it? It's fifty fifty. It's going to be buck wild, I tell you that. God. Yeah, I know. It's it's going to be intense. I am not ready. You got to be. I'm not ready. Well, luckily for you, you have the holiday to get over it. Because this is going to be our last episode before Christmas, and then we're not going to come back until after the new year. It's true. There will be no Utena until 2018. There will be no more Utena until 2018. Utena will stop until 2018. It it takes her until 2018 to get to the fucking garden. It's a long <laughs> walk, you guys. It's a long fucking journey there and back again. I mean, honestly, yeah, it has been. The Lord, the, the Lord of the Utenas. Alice. That would be the dumbest fucking crossover. Alice, it's literally the Lord of the Rings. Oh, my. How did you hell. miss that? Fucking hell. 
How did you miss that? Everything is garbage and I hate hey, you. Hey, more like Sword of the Rings, am I right? No, not even remotely. I hate you. <laughs> I genuinely. Well, this is payback for your blasphemy before the episode started. How could you fuck it? Are we done? I think we're done. I'm done. Oh, okay. I'm done. That did not go according to Kekaku. Well, Alice is Let's... quitting the podcast. Sorry, guys. I'm quitting the podcast until next time. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Utenicast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Alice? If they have to follow me on Twitter, if they really want to, they can follow me at Lyrewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. If you would like to come on the podcast and talk to us about like themes or like character stuff or basically anything related to Utena that isn't like just the individual episodes when we start doing the theme episodes after the series ends, you can contact us on Twitter about that. But the best way to contact us about that is at our email address, which is imagineandutena at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imagineandutena.tumblr.com. And if you want to buy a t-shirt with our logo on it, you can do that at the link that is in our pinned tweet on Twitter. And that's a good way to support us. But an even better way to support us is to go to our Patreon, which is linked pretty much anywhere that you can find our content. Uh, it's on the Twitter, it's on SoundCloud, it's on Tumblr, it's everywhere. If you just, if you just don't feel like clicking any of these other places and you just at me on Twitter, I'll send you a link to it, to the Patreon. And if you, if you donate money to us on Patreon, we will consider doing the Utena tabletop RPG. We'll have to get a party together. If I'm seriously considering it. If people donate and we get to do the tabletop RPG and you would like to be in our party for that RPG, let us know so that I don't have to do the work of making my friends do it with me. <laughs> I mean, not that you guys aren't my friends. I meant like I would drag my real life friends into this as opposed to my podcast friend. friend. Now. Well, you're already dragged into this. I can't drag you in twice. You know, actually, that's fair. Okay. I guess that does us for this week, everybody, and for the rest of 2017. Bye. See you later. You did my line, you bastard.